You got to tell God, I'm going to praise him if don't nobody else praise him. If I had 10,000 tongues, I would give him all of the praise and all of the glory. You need to tell your neighbor, say, he ain't wasting time. He's just an appetizer. It's just something about being an appetizer that make you look forward to the real meal. I just want you to get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Thank you, Jesus. I need you to tell about three people. I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to receive. I'm all churched out. I'm, I'm all churched out. Teach me something right about now. I'm going to the highways and hedges. I'm going to compel men to come out. Come unto me. All that are heavy laden. I will give you rest. I'll rest from my reward. Say yes. Oh yeah. Are y'all messing with me now? Y'all better hurry up and get that car. I feel a breakout in the house. I believe the revival is doing. The revival is breaking. Tell him, say, revive me again. Things I used to do. I don't want to do them no more. Places I used to go. I just can't go there nowhere. I've been changed. Yes, I've been changed. I've been changed. I'm ready to work. I'm ready to go forward. Can I say one more thing? Devil, you should have killed me while you had me. But isn't anybody here that got away? I need a got away praise. Should have killed you in the hospital. Should have killed you with cancer. Should have killed you with a heart attack. But some way, somehow, God looked beyond your faults and saw your needs. And because of that, I believe I'll run on and see what the end's going to be. If it's been good to me right now, I need somebody to help me. Say, he's just been good, 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 good. He's just been good, 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 good. I just can't help to say, but he's been good. Yes, he has. He blessed me in the time of famine. He blessed me when things were going bad. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't come here to do that but I've been bought with a price he paid the price now I gotta cast the net tell your neighbor I gotta tell somebody is there anybody in the house that know what I'm talking about I need you to reach back and get your name that they called you on the street I need your street name to come in your mind I need somebody here I'm not going to talk to everybody. But is it anybody got enough Holy Ghost? Got enough Jesus in you to wrap your neighbor by the hand and tell your neighbor, say, neighbor. Oh, come on, stop playing with me. Neighbor, the first hit is free. I say the first hit is free. It's on me. What you about to feel, I paid for it. What you about to feel, I went through the struggle. What you about to feel, I gave up everything. What you about to feel, in the glory of God. I'm going to a new level. I'm going. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had somebody to help me here. I'm going. 
a lover. Even from yesterday, I'm not going to do what I've been doing. But I'm going to hold on just a little while longer. Is it anybody here so I can preach? I know I can preach. But I'm about to reach somebody. I'm about to reach out. Reach up and touch the hem of his garment. Reach up and touch it. Because God's changed you. He didn't save you for you to sit around and be still. He didn't sanctify you for you to shut your mouth. Oh, cry unto the Lord with a loud voice. Go to your friends. Go to your family. Go to your neighbor and say, come see a man. Come see a man that have told me everything. Can I say that again? Everything one more time. Everything that I have done. Yes. She wasn't here when I got started. If you knew my real story, you might not want to sit next to me. Do I have anybody in the house like that? If they knew what you really got delivered from, they might not want to sit next to you. Oh, y'all ain't gonna help me. Apostle Works, we got some ex-folks in here. There's a whole lot of ex up in here. Ex-phone gators, ex-liars, ex-prostitutes, ex-preachers. But I'm so glad that one day he looked beyond my faults and saw my needs. I'm guilty, but you died for me. I'm guilty, but you rose for me. Can I go to the Baptist church? One glad morning when this life is over. I don't know about you. I need about three praises to pick them up and put them down right here. Won't he do it? Say switch. I need some basketball players. Say switch. I got a place. I got to guard somebody else. Switch. We just switching right now. Switching from defense to offense. Saying that here we come.
Apostle Works. Come on, take us right into prayer. Come on, come on. Father God, we thank you today in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we pray that you would descend on this place in Jesus' mighty name. God, we thank you for miracles, signs, and wonders. God, we thank you that the heavens are open over us. God, we thank you for miraculous healings in the mighty name of Jesus. God, have your way today. Have your way today. We pray that giftings will be realized in the mighty name of Jesus. God, stir us. Stir us. Go ahead, touch your belly. Touch your belly. Touch your belly. Say, stir me, Lord. Stir me, Lord. Stir me, Lord. Bless us today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, somebody shout and give God some praise. Come on, praise him. Come on. Jesus, help me to 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 Jesus. Come on, church, come on, clap your hands. If you love the Lord, clap your hands if you love the Lord. Listen, we're talking about casting the net. Somebody say, cast the net. Listen, John 21, New Living Translation version, beginning at verse 4. It says, at dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He, ca he called out, fellas, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your nets on the right hand side of the boat and you will get some. So they did and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. I want y'all to get this. This is where we get hashtag 153. If you drop down to the 10th verse, it says, bring some of the fish you just caught. Jesus said, so Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to shore. There was 153 large fish. Somebody say 153. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. I need y'all to give God some praise for the fish that's coming in. Come on, come on. Come on, give God some praise for the fish that's coming in. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on. We got a lot to do today. I know y'all excited. Y'all were so excited yesterday, I forgot to check into my flight. So come on, I need y'all to sit down. We got... <laughs> I think, I, I think y'all shouting off that breakfast that y'all just had this morning. But look at your neighbor. I know some of you got your mask on, but look at somebody and say, I'm so happy to see you. Come on, look at somebody else that you don't know and just say, I'm so happy to see you. 
Now do me a favor, look at somebody else and say, God is good all the time. Come on, tell somebody else, God is good all the time. And if he's been good to you, come on, you got a reason to shout, you got a reason to praise the Lord. See, I know the devil's upset right now. See, we understand the devil's assignment. You know the devil has an assignment. It's to steal, to kill, and destroy. And I said it on yesterday, the devil's been on our back already on this year. But we have a reason to give God some praise, amen? Come on, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, we gonna take it to another level, amen? Did y'all enjoy our music ministry on yesterday? Come on, come on, come on. Some of us need to go back and some of us need to go back and tell the Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me. Come on, let, let's be honest. Some of us need to go back to old people and tell them I'm sorry. Okay. Little quiet, little, little quiet in here. Amen. But that, that's okay. Amen. See, 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 my prayer has been everything we get on this weekend, we take it back to our home church and the fire continues. Look at somebody say, don't let your fire go out. From my understanding, we read the same Bible. Jeremiah said it was like fire. And see, and I, I grew up in a church where they say you got to come close to where the fire is. Amen. So come on, let's, get, let's give Pastor PD a hand. Amen. As our music ministry comes. Come on, come on, come on. Clap your hands. Come on, if you watch it online, grab your tambourine. Come on, we about to go into a worship. Come on. we. The Bible says let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Come on, come on. If you're breathing, you here. You got a reason to praise God. Come on, hallelujah. Talk about pushing to the edge. <sighs> 8 a.m. in the morning. 8 a.m. in the morning. 8 a.m. in the morning, 9 a.m. in the morning. Worship, that's what we do. We just come to tell God at his house that he's just been so good. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. I know. I know that that it's the frequency. It's the frequency. It's It's okay. There's, there's enough fasting and there's enough praying going on that it sits, sits it in the it's in the atmosphere. That's why all the, the everything is going on because it it's to see what I'm saying. It's just in the atmosphere. It's all right. He don't understand. We we are people that will hand clap and toe tap. say it again if we sing anything that just sounds good y'all just join in with us because we just want to worship this morning we're coming to you with our two selections I made it out did anybody make it out I made I made it out all right
I tell you, if I couldn't say a word, subject to change by the leading of the Holy Ghost. So y'all just, y'all just know we would one accord with this thing. We just come, just come to tell God, thank you. And then we just came to say, Hosanna to the highest.
Hosanna, Hosanna, you're worthy, you're worthy, worthy of all of the praise, your majesty reigns, whoa, 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 Hosanna.
is so good and he's so kind. He will protect you from embarrassing yourself. It's because that song was so good I was going to get up and I was going to go but God knew I couldn't do it so he he just let the frequencies just take over. But you know, God is just, the green light is on. God is just so good, and he's so kind. And now we have another presenter that is coming. And look at your neighbor, say, close the back door. I'll tell somebody, I said, close the back door. I need you to do it with an attitude like it's the middle of the summer. It's 115, and the kids is running. Close the back door. We have a back door in the church that needs to be closed. And Pastor Dennis Austin is coming. And he's going to talk about closing the back door and engaging, getting engaged in ministry. Come on, put your hands together. He flew all the way from Sacramento, brought somebody I need, I need to hear the Higher Heights Community Church. I, that's it. This is your leader. This is your pastor. That's it. That's it. That's it. While he's coming, before I forget, I need to thank my hospitality of Higher Heights Inner City for the great job that they're doing. They put things together. Yesterday, they're back there working now. Hospitality is a ministry that is well needed but well overlooked. We will eat their plate, we'll eat their food, and we'll do the things that need to be done, but we don't even want to take out the trash. We'll talk about how good the grits were, how good the gravy was. Y'all ain't going to talk back. Y'all even talk about the cake that was cooked for dessert, and can you make it to go? And then you'll try to ease out so you ain't the last one. But hospitality sticks around with a smile on their face. And it has to be a special person to be able to work in the kitchen. I'll say that again. It's because I believe when Satan got kicked out of heaven, the first place he stopped was the church kitchen. Amen. All right, let's get your hearts and minds ready. If you can't laugh in church, you're in the wrong place. If you can't have a good time because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on, son. Make it plain. Close that door. Close the door. Amen. There we go. There we go. Amen. We are excited. How many of y'all excited? Amen, amen, amen. Closing the back door. Now, how many of y'all know it's important that we have to close the back door? Come on, amen. It's important that we have to close the door. But first, in order for the people to come in, you have to open up the front door. Amen. 
The people have to, there has to be a reason why the people are coming in. Apostle Work said it. First, we got to go get the people. You got to have a love for people. Now, this is the thing. You can't get people with an attitude. I'm just going to be myself, amen, because I feel like this is home. And those at HHCC in Sacramento, they know how I am, so I like to keep it real, amen. In order to get the people, you got, you got to have a heart for the people. You got to love the people. You can't get the people with the stank attitude. Can I get an amen? Come on, with a stank attitude. Come on, you got to have the love of Christ. And if you know, this is the thing, I'm about to get into this. See, I do this after church. If you know you have a horrible day, I'd rather for you just to sit and ask God to help you. Can I get an amen? Every, every, every morning, Bishop, I meet with the leadership. We have a huddle on Sunday mornings, and I let them know, hey, if you're having a bad day, just, just come on. When it's time for the altar call, just come to the altar. Amen. Because here's the thing. I'm getting into Here's the thing. How many know people can tell when you got a stink attitude? Sometimes as a pastor, Pastor PD, I'm afraid to even say hi to people because they might bark back at me. Come on. Amen. Amen. So, so come on. Let, let's, let, let's get into this because we have a lot we have to do on, on today. Did everyone get a packet? Come on, everyone get it? Huh? No one didn't? Okay, I'll make sure we'll get some more uh, um, packets. I know my wife is watching. Uh, um, Lady I, honey, can you just email me so we can get some more uh, packets? But can y'all do me a hand? Can y'all put y'all hands together for my wife? Amen. This whole presentation, amen. I just, we, 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 we studied all this. She's supposed to be up here with me. Now, I'm going to be honest. That's my number one fan. Pastor David, I tell, I tell I'm comfortable when she's here. I can preach better when I see her. Amen. That's just how I am. Amen. Amen. That's, that's my boo thing. Amen. I, I stole this from Bishop Sweet. That's my sweet and sour chicken. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on, closing, closing the back door. And I do apologize if it's, it's not going to be on the TV, but I apologize if the fonts is a little small, but I'm, I got the same thing you got. Two keys to church growth. Number one, open the front door. Come on, you have to open up what? The front door. Open up the front door and then closing the back door. Amen? Come on, open the front door, closing the back door. Now, we're going to do the acronym of closing. All right, let's go to the next page. Closing the back door or it should be on the same page. Uh, uh, C stands for create a welcome environment. L stands for let people know you care. O stands for offer multiple connection points. S stands for start a partnership class or a new membership class. Um, I invite new partners to serve. Look at somebody say, it's not all about you. Whoa, this is my thing. See, I, don't, I have this thing. I don't care how long you've been in church. I don't care how long you've been saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost and that with fire. There's somebody that can come in and can do something just as good as you can. Come on, Bishop came down to Sacramento to our church anniversary. And he preached on train your successor. Because there's going to be other people coming in that can get the job done. I don't care what your last name is. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how long you, how many times you've been dipped in the water, being baptized. Amen. Somebody else can also do the job. All right. N stands for notice what's happening with people. 
and G is generate the process. Let's go to the first one, closing. Uh, I mean, C, create a welcoming environment. The first point says declutter your church. Declutter your church. Now get this. First impressions are often last impressions. And you never get a second chance to make a first impression. First time guests to your church make up their minds within 10 to 15 minutes if they coming back. They make up their mind. Y'all could be y'all could be shouting. You can have a great word, but 10, 15 minutes, they go tell themselves if I'm coming back to this church or, or not. But what do you mean by declutter the church? What I mean by that, if there, for an example, I don't know if everybody has it. In your interest way, it needs to be a free space. And when I say free space, you can't have everybody mingling in the entrance way. Because that's where guests comes in. You can't hold your conversation talking about, oh, I can't wait to get home because I just made this roast. I just made these greens. And, and you got guests coming in. When I say declutter, what, what I mean is if you have an entranceway, if you have a welcome table, if you got old flyers from last year, throw them away. Come on, amen? It has to be a clean space where guests can feel what? Welcome. E, I'm, and I'm sorry, the next point, next one to create a welcoming environment. Audit signage. What do you mean? You got to have signage in your church so people know where they're going. You got to have signage where people know where the restroom is, where the nursery is, or, or, or where, 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 the, where, the, uh, um, where the social hall. You got to have something that, so people can understand where they are going. We have signage all over when we're driving. Come on, amen. So you got to update signage because you, people are going to ask, hey, where's the restrooms? But if you have a sign that says restrooms, hey, they can see where the restrooms are. Because people who already been to your church, they know where everything is. Now, here's the thing. If guests ask you, hey, where's the restroom? You can't have an attitude, but you see it over there. I just came out of it. See, the right person would be like, hey, let me show you. Right. Hey, hey, where, where, where's the nursery at? You see where all the kids are walking? Just follow the kids. <laughs> Look, that's what I say. It don't work that way. Work. Next point, next point. Pay attention to areas of special importance. What does that mean? To place where people first enter at restrooms, nursery. Make sure people are paying attention where everything is. See, how many, how many have ever been somewhere for the first time? You didn't know where anything was. You just felt lost. Oh, well, let's, let's, come on, come on, let's, let's really be honest. How many of y'all ever visit a church and you was like, okay, come on, thank, thank you, mother, for raising your hand. I, I love you. I'm going to talk to you. Amen. Everybody else just looking at me. It's just me and you. That's what Tony, Tony, Tony said. Just me and you. <laughs> so you have to make sure that, that everything is available when guests come in. This is a good one right here. Check parking areas. You should not have guests parking way down the street. Can I get an amen? amen. You sh and now come on, let's be honest. Now come on, we have, we have mothers at our church, we have senior citizens, they should not be parking down the street. Amen. Come on, you like that one, huh? You said that's right, come on mother, come on, amen. They, it has to be easy access for them. Now, come on, come on, now, 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 now listen, listen. Now, nobody got a special parking spot but the bishop. Right. 
Even at my, I, we don't have special parking spots. Amen. Come, come, come on. But our guest gets first. First. Somebody say first. So somebody say create a welcoming environment. Come on, let's go to the next one. I love this one right here. Let people know you care. How do you do that? Say welcome. And listen, leaders, everybody, teach people how to smile. Why is it that church folks got some ugly faces? When I'm in my office, before I come out, before I come out on Sunday morning, I say, God, I don't want to see the people because they're going to make me run. Y'all heard Bishop preach about Forrest Gump, run, Forrest, run. Because some of us be looking like, Lord Jesus, what just happened? Amen. Teach people how to smile. Why, why, why do you say that? You should not have ushers who got an attitude. You should not have greeters who have an attitude. Listen, I don't know if, this, if these stores are out here. I know in Sacramento, I, I believe they are. In Sacramento, we got Ross, we got DDs, we got Burlington. Y'all got all that out here? Okay. I, if you notice, every time you walk in, they say, hello, welcome to DDs. Hello, welcome to Ross. And deep inside, you're like, come on, y'all say, but that's what they, they want people to feel comfortable. Have you ever been to a restaurant and no one greeted you? You just sitting there just waiting to the point it's like, I'm leaving. And then they ask, why are you leaving? Because I've been standing here for 10 minutes, I'm hungry, and no one even acknowledged that I was here. So we have to teach our people to say, hello, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. But you have to do it with a smile on your face. Come on, amen. Even if you're feeling bad, you still got to have a smile. I tell people at the church, I tell people at the church, sometimes they say, well, well, pastor, I just don't feel, I'm just having a rough day. I just, I need to be encouraged. I say, but see, sometimes your, your best comes when you encourage someone else, when you're going through. Amen. So you have to say welcome. Teach people. Ooh, we got to teach people how to smile. Listen, I don't care if you have, I don't care if you don't have teeth or whatever the case may be. Teach people how to smile. I don't care. I'm, I'm being myself. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm being myself. Amen. This is my spiritual parent. So uh, uh, yesterday, Pastor V said, you're home. So I'm, at, I'm, I'm being myself. Amen. Smile. All right. Uh, let people know you care. Number two, get contact information. Now, what we, what we do at, at Higher Heights in Sacramento, we have what is called a connection card. And a connection card, the people will fill out the card, put their first name, put their last name, you know, all that uh, email, all that information, you know, who invited them, amen? Because you want to know who they are. You want people to understand that you, what, care. Listen, I love this one. Follow up quickly. What happens is that people don't come back is because we wait to follow up with them. Now, what, now, now, now what, what, what you should be doing is, is that uh, 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 when people fill out that connection card, we have people to put it in the offering, and it gets to our, ad, our church admin. And then on Monday, they're following up. Hey, how you doing? We're so excited that you came to the church. We pray that you enjoyed yourself. Uh, who, who invited you? Just getting a little bit more, what, information. And that lets people know, oh, my goodness, this church is, is calling me. 
right? Because sometimes we forget. Because here's the issue. I, I tell people at the church, y'all see each other, each other all the time. When we greet people, I, I tell them, stop greeting the same people that you talk to all the time. And the guest is just sitting there lonely, right? We got to learn how to talk to everybody. So you have to follow up quickly. You can't wait for it because you already lost them. If you wait till Saturday, uh, 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 the next following week, you already lost them. They already made that decision. You know what? I'm going to go visit another church. But to keep them connected, you have to follow up with them what? Quickly. And then the fourth one, invite them to church events. Because you never know who you go get. Come on, if you do barbecues, you never know who can barbecue. I used to tell the brothers at the church, I say, listen, you ain't the only one that can barbecue. If somebody else can come in here and barbecue, we go allow them. Well, they don't cook it like me. Well, I don't care. They don't make the potato salad. I let them do it. Come on. If that's what they love to do, let them do it. Come on, amen. Invite. So we have to learn how to invite them. It's not just about us, but it's, listen, listen, I, I, I tell the church, ministry is not just within the four walls. Amen. Ministry is on the outside. We do all this bucking. We do all this shouting. We say all this stuff. But then there's people on the outside that's hurting. Come on. Somebody said, let people know you care. And then send a short thank you note. Now this is what listen. Now listen, a thank you note from the, from your leaders, not just from random people. And, and, and what what's really a good connection if you actually write it out? A thank you note from the pastor and the first lady, letting them know, hey, we're so glad that you came, and we we, we want you to anything that listen, anything that you need, let us know, because you don't know what people need. See, people come to church because they need something. Come on, amen? So send a short what? Thank you. No. All right? Come on, let's, let's go to the next one. Oh, offer multiple connection points. Offer what? Multiple connection points. Listen, the first one, connect people to Christ. Connect people to Christ by offering the uncompromising word of God through a Bible study, through something. Because people, they're coming to church and they need to hear something encouraging that's going to lift them up because they had a rough week. So offer multiple things, not just for the adults, but also for the children. Come on, amen. So also, so, so, so offer the, the Bible study. I know with, with everything that's going on, people do Bible study on, on Zoom. Don't leave the guests out. Come on, hey, listen, at the beginning of the pandemic, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was so much we couldn't even get into the building. And so we had multiple things that we were able to do to keep the people connected. We had Bible study online, on Zoom. Myself and First Lady, Lady I, we, we, we had what was called, we, we did stuff with the kids on every Thursday. So all the parents would bring their kids on Zoom, myself, and Lady I, we singing songs, we reading books to the kids, the kids is up dancing, you know, they're getting connected. And it wasn't just for our people, but it's for everybody. I tell people, listen, every event that you do is not just for your church. 
What's the point of doing an event and it's the same five folks coming? The same people that's cooking and setting up is the same people that's cleaning up. Come on. And then this is my thing. People say they love the church, but they don't ask, what can I do to help? I love the church, but they're not even, what can I do to get the job, what, done? All right? Connect to serving. We connect people to Christ. We connect people to what? Serving. Connect to others. Now, we have to learn how to fellowship. Uh, we have to learn how to do what? Fellowship. Come on, we have to learn how to do what? I tell, we, listen, listen. Fellowship, that's what's going to draw the people in. I don't want to always go to Starbucks with the same people that I see. Come on, fellowship. If you get in the game together, I know that I know Pastor Day, he loved if you if you love playing dominoes, invite some guests to come in and play dominoes with you. Listen, let people know that you're real. But the only way you do that is fellowship with them. When new guests come in, don't don't leave them out. If you go in a Black Bear Diner or whatever you're going, ask the guests, hey, you want to come to fellowship with us? Hey, you want to come and sit and, and have food with us? Because, because a lot of people are looking for family. Come on, can I get an amen? amen. So you have to connect others, get them together. But now listen, you, no, okay, come on, Pastor Austin, listen. When new guests come in, y'all got to, we got to watch out who we connect them with. We have to watch out who we connect people with. Because just because they got a smile on their face don't mean that's the right person that they need to connect with. Can I get an amen? Come on, so, come on, because you got, you got to be careful. Because there's people in the churches, they like least they want to attach on to people and suck the life out of people. This is what we, and I encourage everyone to do. See, when new guests come, be careful uh, 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 of allowing that guest to give their number to everybody. Why do you say that? Because I say that is because, because sometimes that guest will tell that person something and would never get back to the leader. And then there's confusion that gets started. But from my understanding, the Bible says that God is not the author of and it's crazy because there's always a new person and always other people. There's always some type of con. Come on. Amen. So you got to offer multiple connection points. All right. Let's go to S. Start a partnership class. What is that? Start a membership class. Now we say partners. I, 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 we don't call people. I don't call people members. I call because I want people to feel like they're connected to the church partners. I want them to feel that they're connected. Because listen, this is my thing. I tell people, I said, this is not my church. Right. Yes, you see my name on the building. This is not my church. This is God's church. You don't belong to me. You belong to God. This is God's house. And our prayer that we'll tell you, my prayer is I say, God, this is your house. Have your way. Shake some things up. Because when it's God's house, he can do whatever he wants to do. See, the it, ooh, thank you, Holy Ghost. The issue becomes we come in God's house and we try to do what we want to do and it don't even work. 
And God is saying, I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> do you allow people to come to your house where you lay your head at at night to come and change your living room around? Come on, amen? So, so look, so we, we call people, we, we, so I, I encourage every lead to call partners because you want them to feel what? Connected. Now, what we do, when people join, when people join, we have a partnership class. But what this is, this is lunch with myself and the first lady because we want them to know that we are real. Come on, amen? And I tell people, hey, you might get a bologna sandwich, you might get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you might get some cheese and crackers, or hey, you know, if, if, if God is, if, come on, if it's really good, we might just go out and sit down and eat somewhere, amen? Because you want to allow people to know that you are real. Because I, I'm, I'm finding out, Pastor Davis, that people are looking for real leaders. Come on. So what we have, so we, what, we have what we call um, a partnership class, we call it growth track. And it's called the heart of the church. Thank you, sir. We call it the heart of the church. And what this is, I encourage everyone, you sit down with the new people and you let them know what the church is about. You give them your mission. You give them your statement of faith. Come on, you let them know uh, what the church is, who the church is. Because people join church, they don't know, what, they don't know if you're worshiping monkeys or worshiping trees. Come on, somebody. Amen. You got to let them know who the church what is. All right. Let them know your structure. Let them know what's going on so they can feel connected. Oh, okay, this is the church for me. Okay, well, this is not the church for me. All right. So I encourage everyone to start some type of membership class and to sit down to see what's going on with the new guests here. All right. So come on, next one. Invite new partners to serve. Look at somebody say, it's not all about you. Come on, tell somebody, it's not all about you. Listen, I tell people, I tell people a lot, Bishop, I say, listen, if somebody else could come in here and do it, I'm going to allow them to do it. Come on. Because how can you move to another level if you're still holding on to the same stuff? So I, I actually got, I should have made some copies. Um, I, I, got, I got this actually from Pastor Sweet. It's a spiritual assessment test. Should have made some copies. And, and the one I had was like 100, 200 something questions. But I got this from her. It's like 60 something questions. Very, just plain basic. It's to see where people's gifts are. All right. And I allow this after, after our, um, our new partners class, I allow them to take this home. And they do this. And then, we, and then they will hook up with myself. Or, or the first lady to see where their gifts are to get them connected. Because I'm, come, I'm finding out, Bishop, is that a lot of people are looking for churches where they can use their gifts and talents. There's a lot of people in church, they're sitting on their gifts and talents, but they can't, they, they, they're not allowed to use their, their gifts and talents. And the only way you can know, the only way you know that what the, the gifts and talents they have, you got to talk to them. You got to talk to them. Amen? Amen. A lot of people, well, our worship team is just so small. Where are the people at? Well, you don't know. You got about five, six people that out there can sing, but you just ain't saying nothing because you think it's all about you. You ain't the only person that can lead a song. So I get tired. Come on, there's some other people that can lead a song. Come on, there's, there's, there's so many gifts and talents. I, I, I don't know, you probably got somebody at your church like Pastor, that, that, can, that can rap. Let them go ahead and rap. 
If they come up to you and be like, you know, I do gospel rap, and all, I, I, you bet not say, well, we don't do that here. <laughs> come on, I, I got a Jill Scott voice. I, I, just, I do a gospel kneel. So, well, I, I'm sorry, we, we, we don't do that here. And listen, get that out of your mind. And th- can I tell y'all something? Y'all stop telling the people we don't do that here and you don't consult with the pastor first. I'm fine. Ooh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm finding out that a lot. See, I tell people, Bishop, I tell people, I say, if y'all want to be the pastor, here. I'll take the certificate off the wall, put your name on it, I'll give you the key. Here. Come on. Amen. Because here's the issue. This, this is where a lot of confusion starts. Because a lot of people want to be the pastor. But from my understanding, there's only one. A lot of people want to be the first lady. I have one and only one. Come on, amen. Come on, come on. So, 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 we, so we have to understand. So listen, again, we have to invite people to serve. You can have people out there, they can be, they know how to play, they know how to do all of that. But you invite them to do it. Oh, hey, you know, I'm a teacher and I I work with kids. Oh, really? Well, we're trying to start a youth ministry. We're trying to start a a daycare. You know, hey, let's sit down and and talk. Because you never know. You have not because you have a new partner uh, at the church in in Sacramento. Uh, She told me, she said that she used to have a, a, a daycare. And I said, is that right? I said, because that's one, that's part of one of my five year goals is to start a daycare. And I said, I need to sit down with you. And so we can get this paperwork started, whatever we need to do to start this daycare. Now, see, now, now, listen, because, because we think we know how to fill out all the paperwork. We, we can't do that. Come on, you got to get the right people. Amen. That's why I thank God. See, we, we, we are praying, praying, ask God. God sent in some willing workers. Do y'all understand that? Willing workers. What is that? People who's not going to ask questions. They know the vision. They know the direction the church is going. Come on. And they just go work without asking. Listen, oh, God, listen, this is not part of the notes, but listen, listen, y'all. Stop running to the pastors and telling the pastors we out of toilet paper. Do you run to your neighbor and say, I- I'm out of toilet paper? It's quiet. Stop running to the pastor and saying the light bulb is out. Then go fix it. Listen, a bishop said as we can, oh, come to me when stuff is burning down. (laughs) Don't don't come to me with no simple stuff, but we don't got no forks. We don't have any spoons. Well, the dollar store is right down the street. Come on. We don't got no ice. And see, what's crazy is, oh, my goodness. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It's crazy because the new people will come in and start working. 
They would say, Pastor, I, I was here last Sunday, but I noticed there wasn't no creamer for the, for, 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 for the coffee, so I just brought some uh, creamer for the coffee. And, uh, and do you know what they do? I, I love them because then they don't ask for receipts back. Okay, let's move on to the next one here. I'm almost done, y'all. Yeah, yeah, Pastor, the toilet's running over. Well, the last time I checked, you get a plunger and you start plunging. Then that makes me know what you do at home. And that, that's, that's, see, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. See, that's the thing. See, see, guests don't, and I'm going to get there, guests don't want to come in and the church is looking a certain way. They don't want to come in and there's a certain smell to the church. Paper all over the floor. I can't, I don't know, I don't know if this happens in, in, in Arizona, but I, walking over paper, you see the paper? And then what's crazy is when you tell them, hey, did you say, oh, oh, oh I'm sorry, I, I didn't see that. You a lie. <laughs> you know you saw that paper. <laughs> Throwing trash in the trash can and the trash is already overflowing. <laughs> Just take it out. In Sacramento, where our church is 10 steps and you can get to the trash can. And sometimes, I, maybe this is, I said something like, Lord, what do the people do at home? Come on, amen. Have y'all ever seen, and again, closing the back door when people come in, they want to see clean bathrooms. Because when guests come in, they're going to ask, where's your bathroom? And, and, for, and listen, listen, and they say that nine times out of ten, they don't need to use the bathroom. They just checking it out. Right, come on. Have, come When guests come to your house, come on. Hey, Amen. Where's the bathroom? And then, Lord Jesus. The sad part is when you have guests coming to your bathroom and you got this much of toilet paper. I'm not coming back. I've been to restaurants before. The food is good. But the ba I'm like, Lord Jesus. The, the, the host got an attitude. I, I'm just going to have to share. It's a, it's a secret. This is an inside joke. It's a secret. So I just got to share this. Last time I was here, we went to this restaurant. Uh, and the, she just had a bad day. <laughs> she didn't smile. I mean, absolutely nothing. What y'all want? Yeah. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. We needed some more water, some more tea, and it just it just took, I'm like, Lord Jesus. Like, when I come, I'm not coming back to this one. Take me to another one. But listen, people look at that stuff. And when you follow up with them, listen, ask them, hey, you know, if they tell you, well, you know what, how do you enjoy the, did you enjoy the service? And, and tell them to be honest. I did, but I just didn't feel love. Right. 
And you take that information back to your leadership and let them know, listen, we had somebody came, they wasn't feeling love. You was rolling their eyes at them. You didn't talk to them. Come on, amen. Listen, Ian, notice what's happening with people. Somebody say, notice what's happening with people. Number one says, read the room. Pay attention for those who may be hurting. Now, this is where the gift of discernment comes in. Listen, amen. This is what, because the Holy Spirit will tell you who to go pray for or who to go talk to. Listen, can I be, can I, can I, ooh, can I be honest with y'all? Thank, thank you. I'm so glad my family is here. Thank you. Amen. Stop using Facebook uh, uh, the way talking about, oh, I heard from God. And, 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 then, and then you're praying for that person, but you're not praying for that person because what the Holy Spirit told you. You're praying for that person because what you saw on Facebook. And then you're trying to wonder why, well, I'm praying. Why, why is nothing happening? Because you went on Facebook to try to get the right information. Read the room. You got to notice who's hurting. And when you do things, you have to do things decent and in order. I'm finding out down there when people come to church at Higher Heights in Sacramento, people are hurting. They've been hurt. Something has happened. Listen, all y'all know the story about Nehemiah when he built the wall. See, the walls came down, but listen, this was, Nehemiah did not use new stuff. He went to the king and he said, listen, give me, all the, give me what was already used. Give me everything that was already, that's what we're going to use. Amen. That I don't want to begin me that. And that's I pray say, God, send me people in that's hurting. Send me the people in that's dealing with some issues. Send me some real folks. I hear Bishop say it all the time. Send me some Peters. Send me some people that got a knife on them. Send me some people that's gonna stand up for their leaders. But like, uh-uh, you ain't gonna say that. Uh, we, we not gonna do that here. You can try, but oh, come on, because Pastor, you got to understand, I ain't been saved all my life. Come on, amen? Come on, come on, all of us, we still got a little percentage of some ghetto in us. Say the wrong thing, because y'all get mad. You know how I know? Let somebody say something about your children. Y'all get attitudes, you know how I know? Let somebody say something about your mama. Listen, read the room. Number two, listen to the voice of God. You, the only way you can notice what's happening, you got to listen to what God is telling you. Listen, we miss our blessing because God is telling us to do something and we don't do it. Amen. Listen, number three, check in when absent. Contact people who have been missing. Encourage them. Amen. You got to contact. Let people, you got to find out what's going on. You have to look. Oh, you know what? I noticed I haven't seen so-and-so in a while. Let me call and see. Let's see what's happening. But then I'm finding out that I don't know what's happening, but other people know what's happening. Oh, I'm sorry. They've been in the hospital for weeks. What? I had a partner that called me that said, hey, pastor. One of the mothers at the church, hey, pastor. I said, hey, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. She said, well, I'm just now getting out of the hospital. I said, what? 
I said, I didn't know that. Well, I told so-and-so. I said, well, that was the problem right there. Because so-and-so barely come to church. <laughs> come on, amen. And then, listen, listen, listen. Uh, when you notice what's happening, notify your leaders. Stop keeping the stuff in for yourself. You got to let people know what's going on so the leaders can pray, so the leaders can check in with them. Because we, this, is, this is a reason why a lot of people would just go right out the back door because there's no type of connection. All right? Come on, almost done. Uh, uh, G, generate the process. Somebody say generate the process. Define connection for your church. Define connection for your church. To start, if you want people to get connected to your church, you have to decide what that looks like. Is it getting people in a small group, giving? You got to find out what is the connection. How can we, a lot of people are looking for certain things in church. They see, okay, this church has everything that I need. Come on, amen. And if the church don't have everything, they're just going to go right to the next, what? Church, amen. Because most, nine times out of ten, the, the, the wife will come first just to look at some things. The wife will come with little man or whatever. Right? Come on, you understand what I'm saying? And she's looking, she's, and then after church, when you talk to them, you, and then she may say, hey, you know, I love this church. You know, my, my husband is at home. Do you guys have a men's ministry? You got to tell them. Yeah, we have an awesome men's ministry. See, this is the problem, though. People ask about certain ministries. They say, yeah, we got it. But <laughs> we got it. But now the person's already like, oh, uh, well. We got a men's ministry, but I'm going to be honest with you. They, all, they don't come together like they're supposed to. Yes, we got a music ministry, but I'm telling you, they, they, every once in a while, they go cancel rehearsal. <laughs> Give Sunday service your best effort. <laughs> Sunday service is not the time to take care of business. That's not the time to take care. It's time to have some church. All business stuff you can do after church or you can do when you come back on, uh, on Monday or Tuesday. But that's not the time. Listen, people don't want to hear you talking about business, 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 business. Because they're going to walk right out that door. You got to set the atmosphere. Come on, amen. Just because you hot, don't mean you got to crank up the, the, the air because you may have somebody that's in there that they, they can't take all of that. It's not just about you. A lot of people won't come back. It's because you got it's too cold in the church. I, I'm keeping it honest because I've heard it. A lot of people don't come back because the music is too loud. Listen, a lot of people don't come back because there's no order. I can't stand. We do the same thing every Sunday. I don't like pauses in service. It's a flow. 
I don't like pauses. It's a flow. They should be because everybody looking like, huh? And this is a guess, huh? That's why, listen, we, our serve, we, we start service at 1030. We, we, uh, our, our, our prayer team, they come in at 9 o'clock, set the atmosphere. 9.30, we have sound check. All these things are happening before service starts. Because service is not the time for things just to go all out of whack. Come on, amen. Listen, I tell them, listen, if y'all praise dancing, give the music to, to the audio team at ASAP. Because that ain't the time to be like, hold on, my phone ain't working. And then there's a whole pause in service. Come on, we've been in church a long time. Then that one person got to get up. And, ooh. That one person got to get up. Uh-oh, Pastor Sweet be like, okay, the devil's a lie. The devil's messing with the audio system. No, he ain't. You just didn't prepare yourself. Can I help y'all? Stop using the devil for everything. It's not always, the, it's not the devil's fault. God gives us choices. So you made the choice to do that. So Sunday, sir, it should be your best. You want to roll out the red carpet for folks. Come on, amen. When guests come in, roll out the red carpet. Hey, how you doing? Talk to them. You know, show if you guys have coffee in the morning. Hey, we have coffee. We have donuts back here. You know, go talk to them. Amen. Come on. Listen, I'm almost done. Create a clear connection process. Come on. Somebody say create a clear connection process. All right. Uh, point someone, point to them someone that's in charge. Because people will ask questions. Hey, I have a child who's over your youth ministry. Connect them to that person. Hey, I praise dance. Who, who's over the praise dance ministry? Connect them to that person. Hey, who's over the men's ministry? Connect them to that person. Oh, Y'all stop always going to the pastor. I got a few claps. Th thank you. <laughs> come on, amen. That's why God is sending the people in. Don't come up to me because, because somebody want to join the, uh, the youth ministry. I'm going to tell you, connect them to the person that's over the youth ministry. Hey, pastor, this person know how to cook. Take them to hospitality. Y'all got that? Come on, number five. Somebody say measure the results. Come on, you say measure the results. Now, listen, listen, I'm sitting down. Listen, I, I encourage everyone. Deacon Scott, come and get this laptop for me, sir. I encourage everyone. There's some books. Amen. I don't know if you guys heard of the author called Tom Rainer. And Tom Rainer has an excellent book that says Becoming a Welcoming Church. Becoming a Welcoming This will let you know how to be a church, the welcoming church. Come on, amen. Now, this might, and I forgot it at home. Listen, Disney has a book that's called Be Our Guest. And it tells you what they do to prepare for the people to come in. Oh, y'all not getting it. They tell you what you need to do, they, what, they, what they do to prepare before they open up the doors. So they have people changing light bulbs, people removing the gum, people, uh, people just cleaning all over the place. Now, 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 now I, I'm, I'm just going, one thing that got my attention when I got, when I, what was it, uh, yesterday, when we got here on, on yesterday, 
the people was here ready. I saw a lady out there, she was mopping, getting the, the bathrooms clean. Somebody was in here cleaning, and people were in there, and, and they were just having a good time. That means they're coming in here setting the atmosphere. Come on. Because every Sunday, what you should be doing, check everything. Go check the bathrooms. Make sure everything is decent and in order. Come on, amen. Because I'm noticing now we want to do stuff to be seen. Knowing that you don't vacuum at all. You see the pastor in the church and you... Hey, Pastor, I, I grabbed the vacuum cleaner. That's what you're supposed to do. You, you want people to see you. Uh, hey, Pastor, how you doing? I got the I'm going to take this trash out, and then I'm going to go home. Listen, he has another book that says, I could... I might, I can, I should, I will. Very good book. And I'm just going to read this really quick here. He, he, he had it in here, and I'm not going to read all of them. Top nine ways churches drive away first-time guests. Number one, I circled the ones that was important. Number one, unfriendly church members would drive people out the back door. What you doing here? Who is you? Excuse me, mother. That's my seat. <laughs> Come on, amen. I tell people, they said none of y'all seats. And if y'all want to pay for a seat, then go buy some more chairs. <laughs> Unfriendly church members. The, uh, unsafe and unclean children's area. Come on. number. Uh, no place to get information because people want information. Amen. I encourage um, everyone, uh, something that we have that, um, um, that our marketing team and, my, uh, and First Lady did, we have um, a church directory. And I know I've had some of them out. Um, uh, we have a church directory. Okay, they tell me my time is up? No, no, no. That's a good one, too. Yes, okay. I'm going to get that. That's a good one, too. Uh, 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 we have a church directory, and it shows all the leaders, and we have the calendar. It's in my backpack. Deacon Scott, look at my backpack, all right? Okay, uh, 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 and then uh, a boring or bad service. <laughs> what drive people what? Away. A boring or a bad service. There's so much in it. A bad church website. Poor signage. Insider church language. Oh, not that. And then what does that mean? People communicating with the same person. Do y'all understand that guest knows if you're talking about them? They know if somebody is talking about them. And when they come back, but you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm realizing because, because the people that's already there, they're intimidated. They're afraid of losing their position. See, I used to be a basketball coach, Pastor Davis, and I used to tell the team, I used to tell the team, listen, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, somebody else is going to get it done. Uh, there, was a, there, was a, there was a football movie, I think it was called Rudy. Small little boy. Didn't get no playing time. But he had the passion to do it. He was at every practice. He, he did, did everything he had to do to make sure that he was in the game. And see, sometimes we put people in the game and they just get stuck. 
But listen, I'm sitting down. This is what we have. We have, it's, it's, it's our higher heights. It's our directory. And in this directory, it has our calendar. We give this to the guests. It has our calendar throughout the whole year. Now, I tell people just because it's on the calendar don't mean it's going to happen. Because the Holy Spirit might tell me something, we might cancel it. Because the whole month of January, we didn't do nothing but pray. Amen. Also, in here, it has all, it has everybody who's all over all the ministry. So people know who, can they, who they need to go to. It has in here our vision. It has in here uh, what to expect when people come. It has all of that. So when our guests come, we can give them this. And it gives them something to look at, something for them to think about. Amen. So I, if you need more information about it, please let me know. Amen. This was a process. Amen. Amen. But we can, we can help you we can, so we can get that direction for you. Amen. Somebody say close in the back door. Come on, say close in the back door. We want people to come in, but we got to close the back door. Why nobody's coming to church? Because you're leaving the door wide open. Because you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, and they people are leaving out of here. Amen? Come on, y'all give God a hand praise. Amen? Come on, give God a hand praise. Closing the back door. Amen? All, all, and I, what I love, all these classes are falling in sync with one another. Amen. Because in order to close, you got to get the people in. And that's what Apostle Works was talking about. You got to come and get them in. And then Pastor P just put the nail in the coffin. You got you come on. You, you got to have a heart. You got to follow the vision. You got to, You just can't love certain people. You got to love everybody. They not gonna look like you. They ain't gonna, but you still gotta love them. See, see, what well, one of our things I say, God, send them all in. Send the blacks and the whites and the send them all in. Uh, we want them all to come in, amen? The Bible did not say uh, to go to certain people. It says go out to the world and tell them all about Jesus, amen? Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand and praise, amen? Amen. Come on, we're going to move right into our next class, right to the next class, amen? Let me pull this up here. I got to see who's next uh, on here. Pastor Fletcher, amen. How many of y'all know that prayer is important? Look at somebody say, prayer works. Come on, tell somebody, prayer works. Prayer changes things, amen? And so Pastor Fletcher is going to come. He's going to tell us about more about prayer and virtual prayer, amen? Amen. He has so many connections. I mean, he's online praying with people, not just locally, but in different countries all over the place. Amen. Amen. He's the one who hooked up the Zoom that people are watching right now. Let's give him a hand for that. Amen. So come on, let's give Pastor Fletcher a hand as he comes. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Prayer is important. And so a few years ago, a friend had invited me to join their prayer line, a mighty woman of God. I contemplated over it. This, this was before COVID. Uh, so it was about five, six years ago. And she hit me again. She's in Chicago, mighty woman of God. And this is just the intro on the the trajectory, the path that I'm on now, and uh, got a few notes here. And she came back and she asked me again, and I said yes. 
I was obedient to the God formation in her speaking to me. And, 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 and so whatever you do, God will confirm it through influence, through confluence, through relationship. And so you, you can't pray effectively in the different positions and different spots unless you're transparent, unless you're open. Um, let's come with the scriptures here. Um, and so typically I use a PowerPoint slide, but what I did, I just went through in about an hour and a half and put some things together and lined it up in one note. And so if you need the notes, get with me. I got my card and I'll email them to you. And, and so how do we couple prayer with multimedia and, and what we do? And so I'm, let's get some scriptures in here first here. Let's get some scriptures. First Thessalonians 5 and 17 says, pray without ceasing. Amen. Man ought to always pray. There, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on these two, three days, getting prepared. And, and, and so why are we continually praying? And, and let me get that other scripture too here, First Timothy 2 and 8. It says, I will therefore, I will therefore that man pray everywhere, men pray everywhere, lifting up holding hands without wrath and without doubting. You must Amen. Here's the why. Here's the with them. And there's all kind of prayers. And, and in a previous lesson, I would have outlined the, you know, prayer of intercession, uh, the prayer of declaration, the prayer of defense, the prayer of uh, defending, the prayer of attacking. We would have outlined all that, but you, you'll get that later on. But there's a character that comes with this, and I wrote some things down. Um, you see, the enemy, he's regimented. He's not holding back. All right, let, let, let's talk about that real quick. There's a principality over uh, just about every region throughout the earth. Hallelujah. Not only that, there's lower echelon demonic influences and, and everything in between. We've got the first heaven, we got the second heaven, we got the third heaven. In Genesis, it tells us as human beings, God has given us the authority. He has given us the insight, amen, to secure the earth. And I'm paraphrasing it, to secure the earth. Not only to secure the earth, amen, but also to impart seed, produce that which is after your own kind. Amen. So God is looking for you. He's looking for me. Amen. And, and, and he's looking to set up a command structure, if you will. Amen. He needs us to be regimented because the enemy is. Amen. The enemy is in, uh, as I travel throughout the nation and other places, amen, and I land in an area, uh, 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 the, the atmosphere and, and, and the spirit that gets encountered is different. Amen. When I go up to Massachusetts, amen, I can, I can feel the, the evidence of the spirit of 1776. Amen. When I go uh, uh, to Philadelphia, 
the city of brotherly love. It's, it's, it's a different atmosphere, amen. When I come to Phoenix, there's a different atmosphere, amen. So we pray, amen, so that we can tap into the deep places of God, so that we can get oriented, so that we can see what the battle plan entails for you and I. Why? Why is that? Why is that? Well, there's people on the earth that have altars set up. Amen. And we talk, we're not talking about altars dedicated to God. There's a echelon of people, and they pray from midnight to about 2 or 3 in the morning. They have altars set up. Amen. They go into those altars, and, and, and they get transfigured, and, and they go, uh, uh, I forgot the term that they use, but they literally impart out their spirit, and they couple up. And they go through the airway. They go through places. They look for places where the hedge of protection and prayer is not there. Glory to God. So we have to pray. We have to be persistent. We have to be consistent. We have to tap into the things that God is telling us to. And so there's some character. There's some things here that I wrote down. Amen. Is everyone with me? Amen. And so you... This is different because I have the notes lined up and I'm trusting God. Amen. Usually I'd have it so tight and so right until any deviation I'd be nervous. But I'm trusting in God. Hallelujah. And so, and and I can couple that with the entry level into the prayer line and even now uh, uh, the growth aspect of it. But we'll get to that in a minute. And so what's character? What is that? This is what you need to have because there are people depending on a alive word, whether it be through prayer, whether it through impartation. They are looking to partner with you so that they can push back drug addiction, so that they can push back uh, the, the devil and his crew that's, that's coming after them at night uh, uh, so they can push back. Uh, the influences and the fear of COVID so that they can push back uh, uh, those things that are behind them. We're talking about family tradition. We're talking about this, that, and the other thing that's impacting them that they need to shake loose, that they need to get rid of. They need a intermediary. They need someone that has clarity of thought, hallelujah, to, 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 to have foresight and to look into the things of God and to serve God and to do and say whatever God is telling you at that instance. Hallelujah. That's part of what I've learned, you know, uh, and, and, and so God gave me some revelation earlier uh, this year about, about prayer and about me and my development in him. And so character, you got to be consistent. If you say you're going to have a prayer line at this time, whatever, whether it be one person or whether it be you, Okay, you need to be on that line. Amen. If it's just you, amen. Go forward. Go forward with utterance, groanings, moanings, whatever. Stretch down out in your prayer closet on the floor. Amen. Lay to your side or whatever. That's an appointed time. That's a holy time that God has pressed within you. Someone on the earth needs to hear from you. 
Amen. She said, if they're counting on you, they're counting on you to build with them and set back the darkness that the enemy is trying to push up against them. Amen. And so, yeah, I already said timely, discipline. You have to be disciplined. And so I'm a part of three, four prayer groups in a week. Uh, the one that I mentioned that my sister and, and, and his, uh, her name is, event, I'm going to call it Evangelist Mighty Woman of God, uh, that introduced me. I, I believe I've been a part of that prayer line for five years. I can almost count the number on my hands that I miss. If I missed it, it's because I either was in a meeting. I can tell you that one time I overslept. That's about it over that five-year period of time. Amen. So you got to be committed. And, and, and there's different mechanisms and different deliveries. Amen. And there's different setup and structures for prayer groups. And we'll get to that. Amen. Let's get on through this here. Right here, let's move on through it. Glory to God. So you must be focused. Amen. When I first started with the line and, and this particular elemental prayer group, how they do it is, it's like a relay. It's like a relay. Everyone prays. And then at the end of it, someone gets designated to deliver a word. Right? And when I first started, I, man, I be studied up. I'd have about two and a half pages worth of notes and everything. And we're talking evolution here. We're talking growing, right? And God began to speak with me. He said, you got enough word in you for two lifetimes. He said, when, when you get up, when you get up, I'm going to speak to you about a word. Go to your device or your Bible and read it and then teach it. Oh, hallelujah. That's, that's what he did for me. Right. And so, and so in my obedience to it, and some of you just be obedient to it, in my obedience to it, what I've learned is, right, I, there's an immediate word that he'll activate within me. Why? Because I'm disciplined, because I'm I'm on the time and the point that the line is available. Not only that, I'm obedient to what he tells me to say. And sometimes it don't even make sense from the natural point. Glory to God. And sometimes he won't even give me a script. She said, just get on. And I'll tell you as you speak what you need to say. And when it happens and, and people start talking about, man, God bless. Whatever. I'm like, hallelujah, God bless. I was like, I didn't say anything in the natural, but in the spirit. We tapped into some things in the spirit. We tore down, amen, the stronghold of the enemy that was coming against them. In the spirit, we reclaim territory, right? We're supposed to claim and reclaim territory, amen, that, that the, the uh, soothsayers and those that are speaking incantations over stones are talking about. Amen. We have the real rock. We have the true rock. And we're able to speak those things. As though they're not through prayer and supplication. Amen. Let's stick with this. Amen. Open to God's leading. Okay, I already talked about that. You got to have passion. Amen. You must have passion. Amen. You need to show up and, 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 and you need to tap into the things of God and, and, and you need to encourage others. 
Amen. And so one of the prayer uh, mornings that I get up is at 5 o'clock in the springtime. Uh, and so today I got up at 6, well before 6, went into the line and shared. Amen. And then at 10, we had a men's prayer group. I was back there on. I said, hey, I'm not going to be able to say nothing. Y'all run with it. Amen. So we're training people. Amen. Training them to function, training them to operate, bringing structure. Amen. So that we can push back, so we can push back the darkness, so that people can, because people are locked in, right? They're locked in, and, and they're hearing from the news media. They're hearing from the no neighbors the same thing. And so there's words and phrases that must take place on the earth that are God-ordained. Amen. And he's looking for me and you. That's the only way. Amen. So it must be word-based. Let me take this down here so I can keep walking back. Okay, what kind of tools um, are we talking about? What kind of tools? Okay. And, and, and these are media tools right here. And so I'm going to name off some. Pandora. Right? I, got, I have Pandora. Not only do I have Pandora, I have the paid Pandora. So I don't have to listen to Chevrolet commercials. I don't have to listen to Juju B commercials. Amen. Why are we trying to tap into the, the kingdom of God, right? And then I have, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I can't have that. And the, and the Lord don't want it, right? Somebody needs to get a prayer through. Amen. So I have also free conference call, and a lot of you are familiar with that. All right, I got Zoom. Not only do I have Zoom, I have the paid Zoom. I got the paid Zoom. Okay. And today, today in order for uh, the men's prayer group to go forth, amen, I got two user accounts for Zoom. Why? Because someone needs to hear a word. I couldn't tell them, I couldn't tell them, hey, uh, no prayer today, right? Un unacceptable. Amen. Somebody's dealing with a marriage situation and they're about to crack. Hallelujah. And they need to hear a right now word on a prayer line. Amen. Somebody's about to go berserk. And they need to hear from a man or a woman of God, which is you. Amen. Not only that, I have a restream. I got the paid version of restream. Okay. I'm just sharing that. You, you do what you got to do. Okay. Bible Hub, right? That's, that's, that's where you pull the word out. If, if I get a word, I'm, I'm going that, and, and then I'll, I'll read the pre and post and, and move forward. That's free, right? Uh, there's some reference books that I have read throughout the years, and I didn't know God was preparing me to, you know, go a certain way. But there's certain books that I have, and, I, and I'll read through those. I'll come back to those, okay? Got a laptop, got a cell phone. Got two tablets. Okay, use, I use also OBS, which is a studio streaming product. Um, also Streamlabs, which is an OBS product and area too. I've been using those. And then there's a, a graphic uh, software that I, that I paid into. Sometimes, some things you gotta pay money for, right? Uh, and this is called uh, uh, Viz Use. I can't say it right, but um, if you need graphics or whatever. And there's some free stuff out there, too. Amen. I've used some free stuff, but I have that also. So reference books. Reference. Um, not, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that I read through all of these, but I've, I've 
you know, I've immersed my mind and my heart in it. But once you get the reference, right, you got to get application. And application don't come until the Holy Ghost tap you, right? And when the Holy Ghost tap you, do what he say. Then the application comes. So um, here's some books and some things right here. Um, of course, the King James Bible. I also use the Amplified Bible Gateway. Prayers that route demons. Prayers for defending demons and overthrowing the power of darkness. Right, John Eckhart? Okay. I also signed up for his prayer school. I took one lesson. I, there's some other ones that I'm going to get. You, you want to you get some more perspective on how to pray and what to pray. You're in a battle. Amen. You're in a battle. The battle's already been won, but you need to have the mind of victory going in. You got to know, and you have to know that you've already won. So you need some references. Amen. Amen. So you can switch up the dynamic on the enemy because the enemy is watching you. Not only is he watching you, he's watching what's, what your habit is, right? But when you tap into some reference material, you get another perspective. Amen. So when you go into fight, okay, I'm going to tell you, I used to be a fighter growing up. Amen. But I was quiet, carried a violin. But um, <laughs> if there needed to be a fight, I wasn't scared. And um, I just do what I have to do. So. You know, God, God just kind of, I know it's funny. I know everybody didn't know me. And he was like, what? But yeah, no, I, I, the, the, never, the, the neighborhood I grew up in, you had to. You had to be vigilant. You had to watch, amen, because something could pop off really quick, right? And, and you got to be ready. You got to be ready to fight, you know, or, you know, if, if it's some weaponry, you know, you got, you got, to, you got to move. You got to move out. Amen. Amen. So, so with prayer, with prayer, you got to be equipped. Amen. You better know that the enemy is coming at you. And, and, and if you don't have nothing in the fuel tank, you're going to gas out. Amen. You're going to be out. Amen. Let's get, all right. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. So. <laughs> all right. Look, you better change it. And, and so I, I'll tell you, I, I've been attached to and associated with the military one way or another since I was 13. So, so I have a mindset of a warrior. I have a mindset of strategic position. So I understand something about command structure, okay? But anyway, let's get back to this thing. Prayers that availed much uh, by um, Copeland, volume one. So I, that was like one of the first prayer books I had, just going through it, reading it and everything, um, but I can tell you in our prayer groups, typically there's no canned prayers, right? We just, we just get in and as we're led and we just go for it, amen, we go for it. We allow the spirit of God to move, amen, and when we walk away, we dry off the snot, if, if there's any, amen, and we, and we, and we uh, uh, proclaim the word of the Lord and we go head on, amen. So uh, another one, which is give basics on structure, and you need structure. You need to know what to pray, how to pray, and what's coming against you. Amen. Uh, this is Bible prayer study course by Kenneth Hagin, right? It's, it's, it's good. It's good. Amen. And then also, I, I highly recommend this. This is Spiritual Warfare e-course by uh, John Ramirez. Amen. I, I took the visual course. I read through some of the notes. Um, his background is he was a warlock. Amen. And, and, and so anyway... This is about prayer, but um, you need to get into that course and find out. And he'll tell you uh, that, that 
people of the darkness, they go into a territory and they speak crack addict, whatever. They speak, uh, you know, uh, death and poverty over, over areas and over spaces. That's why we declare and decree. That's why we speak the word of God. Amen. And so, all right, I still got a little more time. That's good. Amen. So, so we, have, we have three structured prayer groups, right? It's time to deconstruct because, you know, all this, and if I don't, if, if I don't share with you the structure of what we're doing, right, it's meaningless. So uh, the Tuesday and the Saturday morning prayer, right, and my, like I said, I thank God for my sister. You know, we, we were TDY in, in Maryland, and we, and we went to a church, and, and the spirit moved in, and I declared some things into her life, and I didn't even know it, but that, that's, how, that's how it works. And then God, God creates uh, spiritual brothers and sisters, and you're tied together, amen, and, and, and their good is for your good, and they're speaking things about you, and you're speaking things about them, amen. But anyway, within the sequence of this prayer group, we typically come in, and then someone will, will pray, and then they'll say, let this prayer continue. Amen. That's the relay sign. That means whoever wants to go up next. This is this is what we call uh, tag, right? Tag, you're in. Amen. Then someone else will pray. Amen. So let this prayer continue. Then someone else. Amen. And and, and then the moderator will come in and says, "Is there anybody else who had who who liked to pray that hadn't prayed, right?" And so if if it's quiet, then we might say, "Hey, in any any areas to pray and intercede on." Amen. Then people will speak that out. And, and then after that, uh, someone will pray and intercede. Amen. And after that comes the micro word. Amen. The life-changing word. So that's one of the secrets and the formats of one of the prayer groups. Glory to God. And these, these prayer groups take place on Tuesday afternoon and then on Saturday morning. Glory to God. And then Wednesday morning prayer group basically is a tag-free and, and we just get in and just start praying one at a time and let this prayer continue. And we just let the Lord move whichever way he needs to move. Amen. And, and, and if we're feeling like somebody want to uh, sing a song, they'll sing a song. Amen. If someone wants to ask scripture to prayer, we go ahead and go into it. If there's an exhortation uh, uh, word, amen, it goes forward in that, in that sequence. So, so that's another style is a little bit different amen and and, and then uh in in that time you know there might be something that says hey you know what uh for about 60 seconds why don't we just glorify god and praise him right amen and and, and that's the format of that particular prayer and so the final one the final format that i want to share with you this is for men specific why men somebody said why men why you gotta Amen. I'm so glad you asked. Okay. So last year, I was a little bit distraught about, and I was in D.C. I was in D.C. when uh, the people took over the Capitol, right? Not only that, I was in the airport flying back, so I met some of those people, and their spirit just was off. Something was off, and I got a call. It says, hey, where you at? What's going on? You all right? It's about 9 o'clock. At night, and I was still at work. Say, hey, look at the news. They've taken over the cap. What? What? Right? And so I was there in the airport. I could feel their anger. I could feel their bias. I could feel the spirit of hate toward me. All right? And so, you know, we had already had a president come in and come out, right? 
And, and so I was, I was angry. I said, Lord, I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of people acting crazy. And I'm tired that brothers ain't doing that. He said, start a prayer group, right? Just like that. He spoke to me, start a prayer group. And so I did, just for men. The audience of men, it's about 62, 63 men that I reach out and notify. Amen. Of that number, there's at least eight that are consistently coming onto the line. And, and, and so with that prayer group, most all of them, well, just about all of them know me or I've known them. I've had relationship with them, some as long as 25, 30 years, and some others within 10 years. And so, so why? Why do we need that? Well, men deal with things. Women do too. But men don't have a place where they can lay it down and let other men come and talk to them without judgment or without, you know, we, 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 are, we are by nature competitors. But we needed a platform for men to come in, right, um, to, to, to lay down their issues and to talk about, man, I'm going through, man. You know, I'm, I'm dealing with some stuff. I need an outlet out. Well, brother, let's talk. Let's, you, you need the word of God, right? You don't need to go, you know, drink or do drugs or whatever and yell at your kids, right? And, and so that's where the perspective comes in. This prayer group is a little bit different. Why? Because I need men to share their vision, their direction, and if they're in a weird place, we need to expose it and talk about it. Amen. And so, glory to God. And so that format, how it goes, is very similar. Typically, if I'm led, I'll do the intro prayer. If not, I'll ask a brother to. We'll go through. Let this prayer continue. At the end, I'll say it's round table time so that the men could talk and so that men could share. And as that man is sharing and talking, we got other men, right, either muted or whatever. They're praying. They're speaking in tongues over them. They're declaring that they're going to be released from whatever and whomever, right? Different things, you know, different things that men deal with in the area of money, in the area of leadership, in the area of sex, in the area of time allocation to responsibility, right? Because, yeah, anyway, but that's, that's how that uh, uh, sequence goes. And um, what I'd like to do is do a quick example, but I need some demonstration. I need some volunteers, about three volunteers, four volunteers to come up or where you're at. Just, just hold your hand up. We're just going to do a quick prayer line address, right? Because I, I want people to see it. I saw one hand go up. Did you volunteer? Any? Okay. Okay. We got Sister Bridge. Just come on up. Okay. Just come up and sit right here. We're we just going to demonstrate real quick um, the prayer line. And I think uh, time is on us, I believe. Yeah, it is. Let's come right here. Um, now, I'm going to ask, does anybody have a five-minute word that's burning in them? Or, well, we'll say a 60-second word or a 30-second word. Does anyone? Because I'm, I'm going to use you in this example. If not... I'll stand in the gap. If not, 
Okay, so we're going to do this real quick. And so, okay, okay, all right, so, all right, uh, God bless, welcome everyone into the line on today, amen. Father God, we thank you on today. We declare and decree that by your word and by what you say, as we tap into and we lay aside the waste of the world, we lay aside the present pandemic situation, we enter in, we enter in, Father. We enter in into your secret place. We enter in into that place, hallelujah, where the mercy seat is at, where we can cry out to you, Abba. So we lay aside, amen, disparity. We lay aside player haters. We lay aside all those things that bother us on today, hallelujah. And so we enter in right now, hallelujah. Touch every member that is on this prayer line, hallelujah. Be with them day in and day out, hallelujah. Allow them to see, hallelujah, things from your perspective and from your eyes. Hallelujah. So we thank you on today. Hallelujah. And we now declare the prayer line open in the name of Jesus. May this prayer continue. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for who you are, Father God. We just ask that you continue to cover us, our household, and where we walk, Father God. Help us to just spread the light, Father God, from here on out. And we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Glory be to your name. In Jesus' name, then continue. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We plead the blood over every situation. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus heals. The blood of Jesus delivers. The blood of Jesus sets free. The blood of Jesus restores. The blood of Jesus makes whole. The blood of Jesus. We saturate this place in your blood, Lord. From the front to the back, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. And Father God, we thank you for your healing power today. We thank you, O oh God, that we will see miracles, signs, and wonders. We thank you, O oh God, for uh, covering us with the blood of Jesus, and we thank you for being with us. In Jesus' name, let the... Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's how we do it. Amen. And, and then we'll say, is there a, anybody that has not had opportunity to pray that would like to pray? And in this case, we're just, in, you know, that's how we do it. And then we say, any, any prayer requests? Amen. Any prayer requests? Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Any prayer requests? Amen. Glory, glory. You got a prayer request? Go ahead, go ahead. Yes. All right, just stay right there. Just stay right there. God, we declare and decree over my sister right now. Set a hedge of protection around and about her. Hallelujah. We bind up the hand of the enemy. We tear down, hallelujah, the altars of the enemy that are coming against her right now. We speak, Lord God, that you open up her eyes of understanding. Hallelujah. We declare right now that she's looking at you. Hallelujah. And she can see herself in you. Hallelujah. By your perspective, God. Hallelujah. So we tear down the altars of tradition. 
tradition. We tear down past consequences. Glory to God. We speak, hallelujah, that your blood flow. Hallelujah. We speak your anointing over her life right now. Hallelujah. We declare and decree over her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That everywhere that her feet shall tread. Hallelujah. Start walking. Start walking everywhere, everywhere, everywhere that your feet shall tread. Hallelujah. You will overtake. Hallelujah. Authority in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. You walk in victory. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. Stand. Hallelujah. And see the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. Look not to your left. Look not to your Thank you, Father. Thank you. Glory, glory. Amen. No kidding. That's usually how the prayer line ends up. Hallelujah. Amen. Just want to share one other thing with you. Amen. And, and so, strategically, here's the plan to develop more prayer groups. Amen. To market, to set a strategy. Why? Because there's people that don't nothing, know nothing about prayer and that need it, and that's nervous about being exposed. Amen. And part of that, what we do or, and what we're doing is, and, and here's some things right here. Um, you know, T-shirts. Hey, what's what's going on? What you got on, right? Hey, right. And so, and so what what we're gonna do is put a little little thing on there, so when they scan it, it'll either give them a, a meeting invite or or a number or a contact, right? And, and so, um, I, I'm not sure, but I I think I think y'all should get. Some, some T-shirts. <laughs> only thing here's a challenge. But I, I hope, I hope, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, see me. We'll, we'll, yeah, and we're, we're about to sit down here. All right, and so, amen. It, it's, let this prayer continue. Let this prayer continue. Amen. Amen. That's it. I think that's it. Let me check my notes. No, we good. That's everything. Praise God. Come on, somebody say, let this prayer continue. Come on, how many of you know prayer is important? Amen. I remember growing up, there's a single song that says, somebody prayed for me had me on their mind, took the time to pray for me. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed for me. Come on, give God a hand praise. Amen. Amen. I love that. I saw another side of Pastor Fletcher. I did not listen. Don't let the choir folks fool you now. He said, just because I carried a violin, I, I told y'all there's still a little percentage. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play. <laughs> amen. Amen. Come on again. Let's give Pastor Fletcher a hand. Amen. Awesome. Come on. We're going to move right to our next class. Amen. Amen. Because we have a lot more that we need to do on today. Amen. At this time, we're going to have Pastor Davis. Amen. He's going to be teaching on mental health 
awareness in the church. Somebody say mental health awareness in the church. Amen. Come on, give him a hand as he comes. Amen. Want me to drop a beat for you? No. <laughs> Come on now, let's give God a hand clap of praise. How many know God to be good all the time? Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Dennis. I, I just love being a part of hashtag 153. Thank God for Bishop Curtis Wheat, Pastor Rhonda Sweet. Amen. For including the misfits. It's amazing that I got the topic of mental health because when dealing with misfits, the one thing you find out that there is some mental illness going on with the misfits. And God has a funny way of doing things. I've been working in behavioral health for over 15 years. And when I started becoming a pastor, I said, Lord, some of this ain't the devil. Some of these people need classes, therapy, and medication. Some of them, I almost used my CPI. I wish I had somebody who knew what I was talking about. You know, everybody in the behavioral health field knew what I was. For some people, I wanted to get some straight jackets. Don't you know I'm trained to put you down? Until you act right and get right, I know a therapeutic hold or two. And so I, I thank God that he has put me in position to share just a little bit of the knowledge that I have with the church. The vision says, casting the nets. And we know God has called us to be a fisher of what? Men. And so if one in every five adults in America have some form of mental illness, and if 10 to 15% of teenagers have some form of mental illness, and if 5 to 10% of our children deal with some form of mental illness, when we cast out the net, we can just make up in our mind that the, some of the fish we pull up going to have a mental illness. Well, if we know that there's going to be some people who have mental challenges, why don't we have mental health ministries in our church? Because I just believe that God put us in position to take full care of the people. And because we're more than just spiritual, we're mind, body, and soul, there ought to be somebody in position to help me when my mind is breaking down. The, the problem that I see, because I've seen situations where even pastors commit suicide and people that you wouldn't expect to give up on their church it's because sometimes when you are a leader, you can't expose the fact that you're breaking down. 
not showing people that you are mentally struggling is a stigma in the church that you have a lack of faith. Sometimes you just get sick of being sick and sick of being sick and tired of dealing with church people. Sometimes you just get sick of your husband or your wife. Sometimes you get sick at the job and you've been carrying so much mess, carrying other people's problems, being the only one making the money, being the only one that's standing and being unmovable, that sometimes there's a season where your mind just ain't right. So how can I address my hurt if I can't express my hurt? How in the church do we have people who are mentally ill but don't go get seen because they're afraid they're going to be judged? They're afraid to tell you they got suicidal thoughts. They're afraid to tell you they hear voices. They're afraid to tell you they cutting themselves. They're afraid to tell you they deal with depression and have anxiety attacks. Why? Because the church people are going to tell you it's because of your lack of faith you're going through that. The, the saints say that. If you had faith in the Lord, you wouldn't be looking back. Paul said, press toward the mark of the high calling of God. Forget those things which are behind me. Reach forth to the things which are before me and keep. That sound good on paper. But when someone has a mental illness, what you saying don't make no. I won't. You shouldn't be wanting nothing from the Lord anyway. And so I'm, I found out that God said this year, you're going to help pastors who haven't had the training you've had to learn when it's time to call the Lord, when it's time to call the police, and when it's time to call crisis. Because y'all done wasted half a bottle of oil on somebody who just need a therapist. Y'all rebuking and binding. I bind you. I rebuke you. This person need a counselor. They need a psychiatrist. Somebody who's going to write a prescription to say, take this in the morning. Take this at noon. Take it four times a day. Q-I-D. Four times a day. Before I can deal with your spirit, take your medication. Because I need to make sure you hear God's voice and we calm down that other one.
See, the problem is, can I just talk to the leaders? I don't know who put me up here for this. Can I just talk to the leaders? The problem is, people who fish usually choose which fish they want to keep. And they'll say, this fish is not grown up yet. It's too small. Throw him back. I'm fishing for catfish. I don't even like bluegill. The problem with being a pastor, when God sends somebody to your church, no matter what condition they is, I don't get the opportunity to say, I didn't order you. I ordered some rich people, Jesus. Why did you send all the crazy people, Lord? God, you sent me all the thugs, the criminals, the people who don't tie, the people who don't show up on time, show up late, always complaining, always gossiping. Why do the misfits get attracted to me, God said, because you a misfit. Why do I deal with the people who have mental issues? Because you got some. The only difference is you just drunk your Patron and went to sleep. I ain't never been suicidal, but there were some times some people had me homicidal. Some of y'all right now will shoot three people right now and you saved. It's because your soul got saved, your spirit got saved, but your mind still got some some issues. So I always ask the question, who's the bigger fool, the fool or the fool who got fooled by the fool? When people see you acting a fool with a fool, you let a fool bring you down to that level, they ask and they say, who has the mental illness? <laughs> Why they arguing with a fool? I thought they were saved. I thought they was a deacon. I thought they was a preacher. I thought they was anointed. Where do your anointing go when your mouth start cussing? Oh, I forgot. Saints don't get emotional. My bad. My bad. My bad. Saints don't don't get stuck in their feelings. Listen, it, it ain't my fault that you. I'm one of them fat people that like to mix sauces. Now, now, mama, ketchup is good all by itself. I love ketchup. Mayonnaise is good all by itself. I love mayonnaise. But when I get to mixing the ketchup with the mayonnaise. It's something about the, the mixture. I put a french fry in it. I put it on a burger. It's something about, listen, it don't take away from mayonnaise or ketchup, but when it blends together, God said, listen, that's what your vision was, to take pastors that was doing all right by themselves. I was doing all right.
right over there and work while they dealing with my Memphis. But God said, we're going to take some people who got issues, some who don't, some who can sing, some who can rap, and when we blend it together. That's why I can't just push away the people who got mental illness because they got gifts too. But because you can't deal with their issue, you push them out, not knowing that that was one of your prayer warriors. So we kick them out of the church. But 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love. Don't y'all get quiet on this one. And a son. What are you saying? It is God's will and desire that the saints of God have a son. So can I help a few people around here? I'm going to start with the men. A lot of times, men have mental illness. You wouldn't know it because we're good at other stuff to cover it. And the mental illness, I'm going to mess all the women up. You can get mad at me, Bishop Sweet, the one invited me. A lot of our mental illness start with the women. Because when we're a little boy, you tell us not to cry. You tell your little boys, don't express yourself. Keep that bottled in like a volcano. And what every volcano sometimes is just active in it. If I just keep holding stuff, you can't see the evidence. And cry on your shoulder and say, baby, it's okay. What are real women at that can say, just because you crying don't mean you soft. I need the men to understand a lot of us grew up without fathers so it made it double tough we had to be tough and what we did we picked up this defense mechanism in the streets to show people we ain't no punk that we can throw these hands but mentally we still struggle with stuff that's why a lot of us get high today that's why we picked up addiction and drinking uh, today because we never could express the root of our problem that we were mad that daddy was not there for us and we had kids hurt I'm gonna talk to a couple people up here so when we deal with mental issues is how do I raise a child when I'm still a child So when I get old enough and somebody try to tell me what to do, I fight authority because in my mind, where were you when I was little? So that's why I always had issues with connecting with men, especially older men, because I was raised by women. I'm sorry if this is on the air, but see, mama couldn't teach me how to put on a condom. Mama was great at what she did, but I needed a man when I start feeling my hormones change and stuff start coming in my mind and I start going to sleep and having wet dreams and stuff start happening to me in my mind and I didn't know how to process it, but I can't express it because expressing it make me look weak. 
and you sure can't talk about it to somebody at the church. So y'all criticize these young people for having kids early. Y'all criticize these young people for sleeping around. But where is the training is going to be and take place for those who are having mental issues and struggles where my mind can't catch up with how my body is growing up? We quick to want to throw them away and talk about talk about them because they sleeping around and have, having ooh they ooh they ain't even married and they have babies out of wedlock. You won't tell the story that you had yours out of wedlock too. But we got to get past this stigma. In church, that if you have a mental illness, it's because of a lack of faith. We got to be real. There are some Christians who are paranoid. There are some Christians with eating disorders. There are some Christians who are bipolar. There are some Christians with schizophrenia. And what we do is we treat people who have a mental illness like they got leprosy. Like you gonna catch it or something. When they can heal, or how long it takes them to get back on their feet. We try to put people back to work in the church and they still broke and they ain't healed yet. Let me go heal and recover before you put me back in office. As pastors, not only do we need to recognize when we breaking down, we got to look at our leaders and say, baby, I know you normally run the service today, but I need you to sit down and be poured into because you bankrupt and you ain't pouring nothing out. But we're so used to putting talented people up that we haven't noticed that they're leaking. We don't notice that they tears in their eyes. They're trying to fight back the tears in their eyes. You don't even know what's going on in their house. You don't know how the devil been acting a fool at their house. But because we know you can sing, here go the mic, lead. I want to use you for your voice no matter what you're going through. I want to use you for your prayer ability no matter what you just lost. But God says, tell them there is some time where it ain't the devil, they need some professional help. <laughs> Classes, I said medication, therapy, training, developing coping skills. In the course of a year, we deal with tragedy, tragic events, and you just can't expect every Sunday I'm on fire. Even the pastor, the pastor's wife, first lady, you can't expect every Sunday we're doing funerals with people we love, looking over them, having to get the strength for God to use us to do this eulogy. And watch this. This is y'all fault. Y'all don't even check on y'all pastor to see if they mentally okay. Y'all just expect them to show up to every Bible study, every church, to be there and be on their post. But you don't even check when they lose their best friend, when they lose their... I might get in trouble. I better move on. But I thank God that he made me more than just a spirit. Now watch this. I'm going to help a couple people. The devil can make you lose your mind. 
But watch this. Full spirit sent by the Lord went unto him, and in result, watch how cold got it. He began to lose his mind. Now God's so cold with it that God said, "I'm gonna put you in position because you're great at being a king, but you're not great at being obedient." So what I'm going to do, I'm going to leave you in position to train your successor. So because David has the ability to play the harp, I'm going to give him the gift to heal your mind. You better be careful. Listen, there are some people that God put in your life and you pushed them away, but they were there to heal your mental illness. Why did you push them away, pastor? Because they kept telling me things I didn't want to hear. And so, so many people keep people around them that are yes men and yes women and tell me what I want to hear and tell me I'm looking good and tell me I look fine and tell me I'm all right. You need some people who are going to hold you accountable to say, baby, you off track. You off course. You ain't lined up with the word of God. You've lost your fire. I love what Paul can hold Timothy accountable. He said, I'm going to stir up your gift because I realize something ain't right in you, Timothy. Something. Something ain't right. But we just push people to the side, judge them, talk about them, gossip about them. This is the hard part that I don't understand, Bishop. Don't nobody say you got a lack of faith because you got a knee injury. Now, you went and got an MRI. You went to get physical therapy. Ain't nobody read you no scripture saying, hold on to God's unchanging knee. If you recognize when you injured, you go get some help. Why is it that we shame people who know that their mind is injured? Why do we shame them from going to get some help and recovery? We got to get to a place where we stop shaming people because they don't think like we think and because they have challenges. Sometimes when you got a mental illness, you don't even know why you're doing what you're doing. They don't even understand why they're unfaithful. They don't even understand why they lie so much. They don't even understand why they can't be at one place at one time. They can't even understand why they don't like crowds. If some of y'all love being alone, you good at it. Some of y'all prayed for the quarantine because you don't like people anyway. Well, it got quiet up in here on that one, bitch. Some of y'all been, been, been social distance before there was social distance. But I want to talk about a few people in the Bible and then we're going to get you some definitions and get you out of here. I want to talk to about a few people in the Bible who suffered from mental illness. I want to talk about Moses, right? Moses asked God to kill him. He was just sick of leading those people. You got to be careful when leading people who complain all the time. You can find yourself in position, mental illness, not being able to control your anger. Is there anybody here that once you snap, you gone? You black out, you don't never come back. They tell you what you did when you come to yourself. Somebody said, I did once or twice, slapped about three people, and then I came to myself. Ain't nothing worse than getting in trouble with God for doing something you knew you shouldn't have done. 
believe that's what Paul, uh, Paul was talking about. He said, the things that I should do, I don't do those things. Things God told me to do, I left them undone. The times God told me to shut my mouth, I didn't. The, God the times he told me to speak up, I wouldn't. Times he told me to go, I stayed. Times he told me to stay, I, I went. We are some crazy people, but those who are not sick have no need for a physician. Amen. The good news, if you're dealing with a mental illness, there's help for you. Jeremiah dealt with depression. We call him the weeping prophet. He tried to give up on ministry, tried to throw in the towel, say, God, I quit. But he came to the conclusion, your word is like fire. Shut up in my bones. Boy, how, if, I, if you talk to every apostle and every leader here and ask them how many times they want to quit and they tell them to be honest. Tell them to be honest. How many times they took this towel and did a baseball throw to God? And then God threw it back to him like, you ain't done. You ain't done. You like, God just let the old me out for five minutes. Elijah dealt with depression, y'all. He wanted to die. Even after having a victory at Mount Carmel, he still wanted to die. Imagine a man with the power to call fire from the sky. I know God hear me when I speak, but yet I'm isolating myself in a cave over fear. Watch this. There are some of y'all who was Ooh, on fire for God before the pandemic. But COVID-19, the one thing it did, it came and exposed the church. We've been preaching faith for 50 years. We've been talking about what we'll do when the devil show up. But boy, did the devil show up and show out. And when we did, the saints went to their caves. They went into isolation. They went into hide. They forgot that he's Jehovah Jireh, my provider. They forgot that he's my healer. They forgot that he's my peace. He's my refuge, my strong tower, my bridge over troubled water, my friend that sticks closer than the brother. We forgot. We get to the... And the truth is, it was all part of the devil's plan because with us being quarantined, suicide rates went up. Depression went up. Anxiety went up. Mental health issues went up. Why? Because when you were isolated, you didn't take that time to spend a long time with God. You spent it on Hulu. Netflix. You fell in love with your series instead of falling in love with God. God said, I want you to get to a place where your mind won't trouble you so much if you take some alone time to expose I've been hurt too long. I've been broken too long. I've cried tears too long. God, if the church won't help me, you got to help me to deal with what I'm feeling. Me, then that breaks our relationship. Listen, sometimes God lets stuff come to your ear because you need to develop some character. And sometimes you got to have the composure. Jesus knew who his Judas was. Sometimes you got to have the composure to say, just because you got the mental illness, that ain't going to stop me from fellowship and loving you. If anything, well, Pastor Fletcher, it should make me pray harder for you. 
Because I know you're dealing with some stuff. And that's what, what, what made me get out of my feelings because I work in the behavioral health field and there's a lot of stuff I didn't take personal because I can see, oh, that's bipolar. <laughs> oh, that's schizophrenia. I see that at work. <laughs> Multiple personalities. That person's paranoid, always making something out of nothing, assuming stuff, overthinking. Oh, paranoid. See, I deal with the, the misfits who love me but don't like me. Oh, they love me. They, oh, they love me to death. But they do talk about me. What I love about it, they don't know that they kept back to me that they talked about me. Only the crazy ones like Sterling is, a, is, is will admit, Pastor, I've been talking about you. I didn't like it. <laughs> but sometimes as pastors, we hear what our members say about us and we be wanting to go and just give them... And so sometimes only people we can tell is our wives or our husbands. I'm like, baby, can you believe this person after we done picked them up, after we done paid their bills, after we done did all of this and we done did all of that and we done took from our money to help them and, and we, they know you ain't worked in three years and you struggling and you got your own heart issues and they got enough time to be petty about what I'm doing. Can you believe they said this about me? And I love my wife. She's just the calm spirit. She's the calm one in the relationship because I'll be ready to go back to the Southside kid from Southern 19th Street and Lynn Lane. I'll be ready to go back and show Show them I ain't this big for nothing. I still got hands and I know how to make plans. I wish I could just tell somebody. I ain't forgot how to shoot a gun on a, with a rabbit's on the run. I still know how to act a fool. If there's a fool in the basement that I keep locked up, amen. It ain't that I forgot how to be mental. I locked up the mental side of me and say, you can't speak. Let the pastor speak. you about to pull out the Broadway. And that's, that's one thing we learned in, 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 in behavioral health. It's called think. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? We learned those things in behavioral health because when somebody says something crazy to you, sometimes you got to let God give you time to evaluate it. Now, God, why would somebody say that to me? You told me we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Okay. You told me the weapons of this warfare are not carnal. So obviously that has to be something either from a crazy place or the devil. Let me operate. It's either the devil or they need a pill. Either they underpilled or overpilled. Let me see which one. They ain't got enough medication or they overmedicated. What let me break this down. Hmm. Give God time to speak to you. I'm one of them people that might say it back to you too fast because I think you're coming after me and you're trying to hurt me and I'll be like, God, let me get some of them back. <laughs> you got three types of people, right? 
You got introverts, right? Them the worst kind. Y'all the worst kind of people. <laughs> Every introvert in here got a tracker on you. I wish I had somebody who. <laughs> Let me get off the introverts for a little bit. That ain't in my notes, Pastor. I'm trying to move. How much time I got, baby? Oh no. Anyway. Sorry, Reverend Maddox, on my bad. So, uh, then you got those who are extroverts. Those are people that don't take time to think about what they finna say. They say it and then analyze it. If you sitting by an extrovert, they may cuss you out. But they love Jesus, though. They do love Jesus. I don't want you to think that they don't love the Lord. Then you got the hybrids. Can I talk to about five people in here right now? People who can quote the scripture and cut you at the same time. How much time I got left? Okay. Hybrid people. Pray with you and go fight with you. Lord, please do it in Jesus' name. Now, what did they say? Where they at? That's the high, you might have four hybrids on your row. They love the Lord, but they still gangster. <laughs> gangster for Jesus. Turn and tell somebody, I'm gangster for the Lord. The one thing, if the church, if the church could adopt the one thing like the club, if it's one thing I said the church needs to steal from the club, y'all, this gonna this gonna help somebody. It's metal detectors. There won't be no shooting in the church with mental illness and stuff going on in the church if there's somebody at the door wanting people down. Do 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 do, because you crazy, crazy too. Some of y'all ain't scared because you got a gun. Y'all like, I got a gun too. <laughs> Dick, don't start no stuff over there, Dick. But really, church, we have to be ready. Watch this. At my job, Every quarter, we would do fire drills to prepare just in case there was a fire. Why don't the church do these drills just in case somebody come in shooting? Who is our watchman? Who is our first responders? Who's gonna protect the women and children? Is somebody in the church armed or are we all in here with just butter knives? 
we have to have these discussions about mental health because we are living in a time where people don't care how saved you are or how much Holy Ghost you are. They will come in here. They've already came into Bible study. They've already came into the church because they think we are sheep and we are easily targeted. But we got to have these mental health conversations to say, what do we do if somebody with a mental health has a crisis in the middle of service? We put everything on the pastor's armor bearer. If something go on the armor bearer, better get there and do it. Watch this. This is my problem with the church. There ought to be at least 10 people watching the pastor at all times in every direction. When we are preaching and praying, demons are looking at an opportunity to do something to the pastor and the first lady. And there got to be some people that stand guard and say, I wish you would run up right now. Yes, got to be somebody who ain't scared of the devil to say, if the devil run up in here, we're going to bind them, we're going to rebuke them, and we're going to lay holy hands on them. Are we prepared if there's a mental health crisis that happened on Sunday? Are we prepared if we have something go wrong on Wednesday? Do we know which exit to take? Do we know when to hit the floor? Do we know what numbers to call? That's why if you got that pamphlet, you'll see I listed a lot of the things that we go through, but I also listed every number that should be posted in every church. If you are local, I listed all, well, just some that I, I, that I know are good. There's a whole lot of behavioral health centers that can help your people who come in who have mental illness. You need to know the National Suicide Hotline. You need to know the Veterans Hotline. You need to have these things posted in your church for people to see. If they're ashamed to come to us because we don't have it, at least have enough sense to say, let me point you in the right direction. If I'm not going to take the training to help you, if I'm not going to have a ministry available, at least let me help you get some help so when you come back, you can hear what God had for you. But you can't be what God wants you to be if your mind ain't free. You can't be that. Because the Bible says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I would rather have a strong mind and a weak body than a strong body and a weak mind. And some people look good on the outside. But they are struggling on the inside. Because God knows that if your mind ain't fixed on him, you cannot be what God has called you to be. Matter of fact, let me help you. If you are dealing with a mental illness, you can't even activate the fruits of the spirit. That's why Romans 12 and 2 said, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is good. Listen, if you don't remove, renew your mind, you don't know what's good or bad. 
I have to renew my mind to prove if this is the acceptable and perfect will of God. The reason why some of us don't know if it's God's will or not, or it's the devil, because we have not renewed our mind. When you are struggling mentally, you don't know if you're in God's will or he's punishing you. You don't know. That's why James 1 and 8 says, a double-minded man is unstable in. When you're dealing with a double-minded person, I just believe Peter was bipolar. Issue when your sweat become blood. That's real issue. That's real pressure on your shoulders. And he said, God, if there's any other way that we can do this, I'm down for that plan. But not my will, Lord, but let your will be done. Now, if Jesus had to deal with anxiety, if Jesus had to be abandoned by people, if Jesus had to be talked about and rejected, why do we think we can make it without mental health challenges? We have to deal with the same thing Christ overcame the anxiety. That's why he says, let this mind be in you. Take the same mind Christ had. Sometimes you got to take your crazy mindset and your mental illness and say, God, give me your mind. Help me to see things the way you see things. I'm not going to complain about the storm, God. I'm going to stand until the storm is over because if you put me in it, obviously you got me something that I need to learn from this storm. That's why 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 said, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into somebody know their Bible captivity every thought to the obedience listen you got to take every thought every thought that's, that's from jealousy nope you gonna be obedient to Christ every complaint all your gossip all your issues you need to captain Catch it and make it be obedient. We're dealing with mental issues. And the church have to do better than what we've been doing. I'm willing to help every pastor here find out where they can get training from to deal with those people in their congregation who have issues so that you can know that there's a fine line between spiritual and mental. Something seem demonic, but some things are just mental illness. Sometimes the mental illness comes from genetics. Sometimes somebody in your bloodline was generationally cursed for doing some disobedient and it just passed down to everybody in the family got the issue. But can I give you some good news? Somebody can set a blood covenant. Somebody can set a blood covenant and break those curses that were placed in your family line. But until then, take your medication. Until then, pray fast, but 
but don't forget, don't forget to take your medication. This is the last five things I want to help everybody with the church, and I'm done. These are the five things that helped me when I was struggling mentally and I was in a dark place. See, the thing about even when being a pastor, when you're in a dark place, you can't share it with your members because then they will judge you. You're supposed to be the pastor. So sometimes when you're in a dark place, you just keep going to the light come back on. Amen. I remember I was praying for somebody and it went black for me. And it went black for me and I thought I had went blind. And I start letting fear come in like, ooh, maybe I should stop praying from this person. I can't see anymore. PTSD, ADHD. God can heal all of those things. Real quick, number one, find a stress reliever. I like going to the gym. That's my stress reliever. Some of y'all need to go hit a punching bag so that you won't be tempted to hit people. Number two, remove yourself from a toxic environment. You can't grow if when you go home, you don't even have no peace there. Number three, black people, go on vacation. Some of y'all ain't went past 10p in 20 years. The church will be okay for one weekend while you go put your toes in the sand. And can I help you out? When you go on vacation, put your phone on silent. Be unreachable. Because if you're going to let them stress you out while you're on vacation, then why'd you go? Me and my wife go, baby, I ain't the pastor. I ain't they pastor until I get back. Until then, call the Lord, call the police, or call crisis. Number four, I'm almost done. Meditate on God's word. We read God's word, but how often do we meditate? God, what does this mean to me? Huh, how does this apply to my everyday life? How is this going to help me move from point A to point B? We do a lot of reading, and then we get back to our TV show. That's why I'm going to help two people out. Stop reading the Bible on your phone because the devil will send a message through to make you get off your Bible app to check that Facebook alert or that text to distract you just long enough for you to get don't. But when you in that real world, can't nothing beat, can't nothing beat, can't nothing alert, can't nothing get your attention. So when you want to meditate, it's okay to have it, you know, when you're in certain places, you want to read it real quick. But when you really want to dive in, take that phone and throw it somewhere and get with the real word of God. And let I need to be delivered from. You need to admit people, I still got some anger issues. I still say some stuff I'm not supposed to do. If people don't see your need for God, they won't go and worship God. They'll worship you. So if you, you're trying to be a leader, 
be transparent when you're going through a storm. That way you can testify how God brought you through the storm. But if people think you perfect, they will begin to worship you and you will steal God's glory. But I got some news for you. Ain't nothing I do up here is because of me. I ain't no different than nobody else. I'm a boy grew up on the south side selling weed and selling Jesus at the same time. I'm a brother that went to the club drinking Patron trying to get it on. I'm a man that lied to women making it seem like I was somebody else than I was. I'm a man that went to jail. I was, I'm a man that had a case that I could have got 25 years and I'm no different than you but God brought me out. He brought me a mighty long way. I've been in times where I wanted to give up. I've been in a dark place. I've had mental issues myself but thanks be to God that God kept his loving arms around me. That God didn't leave me. That God didn't forsake me. That God put me in a place where I can help people who's in a dark place. God didn't give up on me so I'm not going to give up on you. No matter if you got a mental challenge Pastor Davis loves you. Work Wallace they love you. Bishop Sweet loves you. Pastor Dennis loves you. We not go throw you back like other churches. Hashtag 153. Say come as you are. We can bless you. We can heal you. But get the help you need. Go to God. Go to Jesus. But go to your therapist and take your medication. In Jesus name. y'all can do better than that come on come on y'all can do come on that's some good information come on come on hallelujah some of y'all need to go in your purse or your wallets right now and take your medication amen set your alarm clock take your medication i love that i'm gonna go back home and tell all that did you take your medication today Come on, God, that's, that's some awesome. I hope y'all took that. I hope y'all. I hope it just didn't go in one ear and out the other. Because we do have some issues. As pastors, we have some issues too. See, people see they see us up here. We preaching and we have a smile on our face, but we going through some things ourselves. I'm gonna be honest. There was a point in time when when I when I got when I got. Um, installed as, as, as the pastor and maybe a few months or so after that, I was like, I can't do this. I didn't even show up to church. I just, my wife didn't even know where I was at. I just started walking down the street. I, 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 they, they was looking for me. I just, God just went to acting a fool. Bishop said I had permission, for those of you who love the gospel rap we do at our church, I bought a bunch of albums with me today. You can buy them at lunch for me or my wife or after service. Amen. I totally forgot. My wife said, you forgot to mention. You know, women always know what you forgot. <laughs> so sorry about that, Bishop, but this is available. We take donations. They're normally $10, but whatever God bless you with, it's the seed that we can sow in your life. We got plenty for anybody. You can take them to your church, take them to the streets, and this will help your grandchildren. I promise you. Even if you don't understand what it's saying, I got saved listening to gospel rap. That's how I know it worked. I was bagging up some weed, and somebody put on Trip Lee and Lecrae. I thought it was some trap music. I was like, Jesus. Man, let's bag this weed later. So I know it worked because it worked on me. All fish don't take the same bait. Just because you don't understand what it's saying, the streets understand what it's saying. Your grandkids can quote every rapper on the radio, but can't quote a scripture. Whoop them with the word in a form that they understand. God bless you. Thank you, Bishop Sweet. Amen. 
At this time, we're going to take a break. I think our schedule said about, what, 35, 40 minutes? 30 minutes? Okay, Bishop said 30 minutes because we have two more classes after that. So at this time, you can get some fresh air or make your way back to the social hall. Amen. Amen. And we'll be back in 30 minutes for our last two classes. Amen. Yes, our last two classes, we have um, our marketing, how to market your church. And then we're going to hear from our um, bishop and um, Pastor Sweet on following the pastor's vision. Amen. Amen.
Test, 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 test.
Come on, come on. Amen. Amen. Come on as we bring ourselves together and our minds together. Let's clap our hands and give God a hand and praise. Amen. Now listen, I know y'all just ate. I, one, one of the mothers just told me, she said, it's time to take a nap now. <laughs> I'm sorry, mother. I'm right with you. I told her, when I get on this flight, I'm going to sleep. It's going to be a good two-hour nap for me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So y'all had a nice break. Did y'all take y'all medication so we can go and park? <laughs> so we can go to part two. Amen, amen, amen. We pray that you all are enjoying yourself and all the information that's going out. Amen. That you take this information back to your church and run with it. Amen. Amen, amen. Casting the net. Somebody just shout, cast the net. Cast the net. Cast the net. Amen. Amen. Come on, at this time, before we go to our next class, we're going to have Pastor PD and the music ministry to come at this time. Come on, have y'all been enjoying them? Have y'all, come on, come on, put your hands together. Have you been enjoying them, amen? Come on, amen. Come on, where's the choir at, y'all? Come on, come on, coming near and far. I had to tease some of my people. I said, I see people up here singing, and you don't even sing at home. <laughs> I didn't mention nobody's name. Some of y'all, some of y'all probably up here singing, and don't even sing at your local church. <laughs> We just bless God and give him glory and say, listen. KLM have, men, have room for you in the international choir, so just get your voice together. Come on, I tell them you learn the words, I'll give you the notes. So we want to build our music ministry. Don't let this be your last time. We want to build our music ministry. We want a whole orchestra, whatever instruments you play. We want you to come. My storage is empty, and I am available to you, Lord. I'm available to you. Oh, my will I give to you. I'll do what you say to use me Lord to show someone 